This is Dr. Anita, and this is A Diamond Moment. I want to thank you so much for continuing to be a part of what I'm doing here on A Diamond Moment. And uh, my goal at this point forward is to be able to clarify some things, to be able to make it maybe more understandable in terms of what we're aiming at, where we're going, and how to use where you've been. The last episode, we were talking about looking back, cleaning up the things that have been maybe a hindrance or or difficult for us in life. And there's a school of thought that says, if I keep looking back, I'll only have what's in the rearview mirror. And I want to challenge that a bit by saying that sometimes we have to get rid of negative thinking in order to receive something positive. Those who um, subscribe to the thought of having a vibration and vibrating at a low level so that what you don't want is continuing to come into your, your world and needing to raise your vibration. It's another way of saying you're thinking too low. You're thinking in a way that is so low that you're drawing negative things to you. For those who believe in the law of attraction, that you attract what you are. So if you're drawing negative things to you, could it possibly be that you have a negative mindset? And I'm not saying you are negative, but you're thinking in a way that is negative. How do we get rid of a negative mindset? Number one, we have to look at why we feel that way. And for the most part, it is an experience that we've had that causes us to look at life's occurrences in a specific way. In order to clear that, some say to clear your energy, in order to clear that, You need to take a look at why you believe what you do. Sometimes it's simply because at the stage of life that we were in, we didn't have enough information to be able to better analyze the situations that presented themselves in our lives. What do I mean by that? I was too young to understand what was taking place. I've talked to people uh, who lump groups of people together because one person who had a characteristic did something negative in their life. And they did it at a time where that person was unable to see a level of vulnerability that maybe they had and didn't have enough maturity to recognize or they refused to believe that other people with this characteristic were not bad people. We see this all the time uh, in news stories where a particular segment of our community is vilified. They're, They're made to believe, we've been made to believe that everybody who looks like this acts this way. We saw that in a political campaign when, um, one of the candidates, uh, referred to people from a particular country, that they were all bad people, that they were all of a particular mindset, and that they were to be feared, and they were to be avoided, 
and therefore we need to do something to protect ourselves from those people. Okay, that's one uh, example. But then there are other times where we maybe have been negatively affected by a person with identifiable characteristics. Okay, and in that we have lumped everybody with those characteristics into one category. They are all bad. I cannot trust any of these people. Sometimes we do that because we're too, we were too young at the time to understand what our vulnerability was, why a particular experience entered our lives, and why that person did what they did. I have um, talked to several people who experienced molestation as a child. And they looked at the characteristics of the person who was the molester and, and deemed everybody who looked like this or who had a similar, uh, similar characteristics that everybody in that, that category are all molesters, okay? So I want to say this because it will help to break us free from negative thinking. I always say, anytime we're pointing a finger at someone else, we have to point, we have three fingers pointing back at us. What do you mean by that, Dr. Anita? I'm not saying that the person who was molested was wrong. They were the bad person. That is not what I am saying. I'm going to repeat that. I am not saying that the person who was molested was the bad person. I'm saying that the person who was molested showed a particular set of vulnerabilities that someone, that one person, saw as something that they could take advantage of. Okay? That one person, not everyone, who with those characteristics are molesters. But that one person saw a vulnerability in the victim that they took advantage of. Usually, and the, those that I have uh, spoken with have said something in terms of, they told me not to say anything. They told me that they would hurt my family if I told. And so they found a way to maintain the silence. Anytime we've experienced something negative in our lives, the one thing that we want to do is to get as far away from it as we possibly can. And many times, because we're running away from that thing, we've never confronted anything having to do with it. And therefore, instead of overcoming a vulnerability, we remain vulnerable. We remain prey for the, the wolf, we remain innocent in a way that keeps us vulnerable. And so we see it as it keeps happening over and over and over again, not realizing that we need to go back. We need to make some really important observations. Number one, usually that person 
who was the molester in many instances had that mental um, maturity that the person who was injured didn't have. And that person who was injured needs to understand, I could not have done better because I didn't have the information that would have caused me to be to look out for particular signs or um, or characteristics. The person who did the molesting would have. So going back to remember the the person who experienced this negative situation could look at it maybe for the first time and realized. I was this age, they were that age, I didn't do anything wrong, and yet everybody who was that age is not a person who uh, takes advantage of others. Everybody who looked like that does not take advantage of others. It was that particular person who for whatever reason entered the life of the person who was who was injured and took advantage of a situation for whatever reason again until we stop and take a look at something that we may feel extremely negative in our lives until we examine that we'll never be free of it we'll be looking and living our lives in a way that is not true Everyone who injures someone made a individual decision to do that. It was not the person who was injured's fault. And maybe they weren't able to speak up because they had been uh, threatened with something that they deemed even more injurious than what they experienced, hurting their family, uh, being uh, removed from the family, or something of that nature. So people keep silent because they have not gone back and assessed the situation. So when we started this, I was saying, we've been talking about lower vibrations. And when we don't challenge when we don't go back and set the record straight we remain in that vulnerable state we remain somewhere where we can't look around we can't look back we can't correct it we can't protect ourselves because we refuse to look at it once we're able to look at it and able to see the truth of the situation that this particular person injured me. It was not my fault. And it wasn't the group of people. It was that one person. And when we do that, maybe it will open us up to be able to interact with other people, maybe of that nationality, of that gender, of that um, culture, because it wasn't everyone of that gender, nationality, of culture, or culture that hurt me. It was that one person. And that one person was predisposed for that because that one person was looking for the vulnerability of a young person, a naive person. We see it in the, in the, the nature 
where the predator is looking for the one who's straggling at the back, the one who is unaware, the one who doesn't understand the danger that they're in. That's the one that the predator goes after. So we have to go back and look at it. Once we go back and look at it and get a mature viewpoint of what actually took place, we're able to put things in order. We're able to clear up some of that energy that we expend hating and and being resentful of and taking our time to try to attack and get back at that group of people when it was never that group of people. It was that one person. It was never that group of people. It was never that gender. It was never that um, uh, ethnicity. It was never that culture. It was that one person. When we're able to do that, we gain a lot of our life back. We're able to raise how we think about the surroundings, how we think about ourselves and how we move forward in life. And that's why I advocate taking a moment and challenge those those beliefs. Going back and looking at a situation does not make you continue to relive it. And magically not looking at it does not make it stop. So I want you to stay with me. We're going to continue to move forward. You got some understanding about changing your perception, altering the way that you think about things, the way that you talk about things and bringing something positive out of the negative. It's not everybody. It was that one person. And now I'm free to have relationships with others who maybe I would have thrown away before. Thank you. And keep coming back. This is Dr. Anita. This is a diamond moment. Thank you for listening and join me next time as we redefine the previous steps of your process. Never forget, becoming is a process. A process has stages. One small change changes everything. So invest in yourself. Please visit my website at www.dranitamc.com. That's D-R-A-N-I-T-A-M-C dot com for links and additional information. And please rate the podcast if you're enjoying it.